Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Agriculture is Saskatchewan, and 620 CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by Seedmaster. Save up to $22.50 per acre on canola with the Seedmaster Ultra Pro 2 Individual Row Metering System. Today we have a two-part feature on crops and grain markets. We have a comprehensive look at the North American crop and offshore markets for prairie grain. Even have a cattle update. Real Agriculture looks at celebrating Canada Food Day on August 1st. We have an interview with the Provincial Crop Specialist in Kindersley to discuss crops in west-central Saskatchewan. Sask Wheat has released a new spring wheat export outlook. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by the Candiac Auction Mart. To consign your cattle, call them today at 424-2967. Crops across North America are in good shape as farmers prepare for fall harvest. The president of Pro Market Communications, Errol Anderson, has a comprehensive look at grain markets and crops in 2020. Well, they're cer certainly improving right now. Uh, we've, you know, we have hail concerns, and that, that has certainly hit some areas. Uh, but generally, with this hot weather, that's what the doctor has ordered, and uh, you know, it's going to bring these crops along. Uh, quite well. So if this heat continues, uh, it'll certainly put the protein back into the wheat. And uh, stateside right now, uh, the crops are also improving. The good to excellent ratings in both in the soybeans and the corn have risen about 3% over the past week. And, and right now, those ratings are at 72% good to excellent. So what are we looking for crop-wise in North America? First off, let's do Canada. Are we looking at above average production or average? What? Well, I, you know, it, it could be a little bit variable, but again, uh, harvest weather will be absolutely key. Now, if we do get an open fall, you know, we're going to have a good-looking crop. Uh, we also have to look at the U.S., and we believe that the average corn yield stateside will be about 180 bushels uh, per acre or even higher. Uh, the soybeans will probably be somewhere around 51, 52 bushels per acre. So American side, uh, they're going to get a healthy-looking crop. Uh, our conditions here are improving. Uh, the canola market has really held up well. Uh, China has been buying. Uh, they're short of vegetable oil right now, but in the same breath, the U.S. side is starting to decline. So once the sale is covered, uh, the canola make, market may start to come down. So uh, again, the outlook for crop production overall in North America? looks very, very good, uh, generally, but it's certainly uh, this is a case-by-case uh, situation. Uh, we do have to wait till the combines are in the field to get a better handle on this. Now, markets and prices, what are we looking at? Let's start with, uh, of course, one of the keys, hybrid spring wheat, and then Durham. How's that look? Well, uh, the, the Durham market is, is quite good right now. The demand side, because of the COVID um, 
uh, problem. Uh, we have a lot of people that are, are staying home and they're eating more pasta. Uh, there's more demand for Canadian Durham. So right now those Durham bids are sitting around $8 per bushel, but they could actually start to move higher post-harvest. Uh, looking at the red spring wheat, again, um, uh, Russia has some dryness problems. I realize this is more Kansas City and Chicago. But um, uh, we are seeing uh, dryness in the Siberia market, which is key uh, spring wheat territory. So we may come to life in this uh, wheat market. Uh, the um, barley market, uh, we believe, is, is fairly firm, but we will seasonally decline into harvest. So the Lethbridge bids, we believe, will fall back probably the better part of about $15 a metric ton and then restart once we get into that October uh, time frame. Why do you see barley declining? Is it because of that strong corn crop in the United States? Well, there's two issues. Uh, it's certainly the, the corn crop in the States because we could see contract lows on the December corn. Uh, right now, the contract lows would be somewhere around 320 per bushel. Currently, we're around 327 today. Um, the barley market, uh, again, that's harvest pressure. Uh, once uh, barley starts coming off the combine and the feedlots start moving into the market, the lows are usually around mid-September into feedlot alley in southern Alberta. But we're going to have an export market this year. Uh, China is going to be a more active buyer, we believe, for Canadian barley. And uh, that should be good news for both uh, Saskatchewan and Manitoba growers. Do you feel the Chinese-U.S. trade tariff or TIF fight, will that benefit Canada or is it going to hurt us because we have our own disputes with China? You know, I'm not a strong believer of tariffs and and their quality of what they can do, but I think when a country needs product, tariffs are set to the wayside. And that's what I think, particularly in the pulse market, is that, for instance, India, they're going to be more active uh, buying Canadian pulses and it's going to support our pea market. Uh, The lentil market is, uh, to me, it's going to be quite firm. And it's all because uh, their production has been reduced uh, and they will start coming toward Canada. So as far as uh, the U.S. and and China, uh, it could actually benefit Canada. I think they could start to come our way. Um, But again, this is politics and it's a bit of a moving target. Errol Anderson is the president of ProMarket Communications in Calgary. Coming up, he talks further about offshore demand for prairie grain. Um, Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This segment is brought to you by the Canadian Canola Growers Association, helping farmers succeed for over 35 years. Visit ccga.ca to learn more. And brought to you by Selford Group. The summer early order program is extended through July. Call your Selford equipment dealer or visit selfordgroup.com. Grain markets are looking relatively good as farmers prepare for harvest this summer and fall. The president of Pro Market Communications, Errol Anderson, takes a look at pulse crops. The pea market is apt to go lower before it'll go higher. Uh, the yellows right now are moving down into that six dollars six fifty range. Um, you know they might go a bit lower into September, but once we get uh, moving here post harvest, I can really see a rebound in in both the greens and the yellows. So I'm a modest bull in this market. Um, again, uh, lentil market is a, a bit of a moving target, but uh, we're bullish that market. Uh, even uh, canary seed is is a market that could start to move up as well. So. 
the ag sector is doing fairly well on the grains. It's just that you have to watch out for what lies straight ahead, and that's harvest. India reduced uh, tariffs on pulses until the end of August. Any indication what's going to happen after August? No, we don't. We don't know. Uh, we don't know. Um, and uh, um, again, it, it's. I, I think if we do see any shortages, you'll hear less and less about government involvement. You'll you'll see the market start to take over, uh, and that's my hope: is is that we get the government out of these markets and let the free uh, prices uh, find their own way. Um, once that occurs, uh, you know that's going to be the benefit to Canada. The only thing that may surprise uh, growers is the strength of the Canadian dollar. We believe that the loonie will go above 75 cents. We could go up about to 76.60. And why is that? Well, it's the U.S. dollar falling and the problems in the U.S. So, uh, you know, it's going to push these alternate uh, currencies higher. We've got the corn, or pardon me, we've got the gold and the silver raging right now. We don't know where the top is. It's going to be very, very volatile, a very dangerous market. But overall, the Canadian dollar, we think, is quite firm. One thing we haven't touched on is oats. What's the outlook for oats? Well, good-looking market there, too. Uh, you know, uh, the, the U.S. depends on Saskatchewan uh, and Manitoba for oats um, almost entirely into those mills, into the Minnesota and North Dakota market. Uh, so it's it's going to be quite strong. Um, you know, I don't see much downside going into the harvest here. Um, and again, once we get into that Christmas market and into the new year, if they're short of oats, uh, it's going to be very, very strong into the spring market. There's a lot of flax grown in Saskatchewan. How's the flax market look this fall? Well, we have to look at Kazakhstan, believe it or not, for direction because they're they're our major competitor right now, and they ship their flax primarily into Europe. So they've cut into our market share. Once we get a better handle on their uh, situation, which they're experiencing some drought conditions right now, uh, we could see a firm flax market as well. But again, we have to watch their lead to give us direction into Canada. We talked about the feed markets. What about the malt barley market? Well, uh, you know, it's gonna it's going to uh, have its struggles in that it has to compete with the export market uh, on feed. Uh, now, the export market into China, even though it may be uh, deemed as a feed market, is actually used to make beer. So, and they can make a fine beer out of this. And uh, certainly, uh, you know, we we do see a flow going to the west coast. It's going to be a competition for our domestic maltsters. Um, so again, they may have to be fairly firm with their bids in order to compete. Let's look to livestock and pastures on the prairies. I think are fairly good. What's the outlook for cattle market? Well, yeah, the pastures are excellent. Uh, that's been a key support for feeder cattle, and uh, we believe that the feeders will be firm. The cow market has been quite strong. You know, we've seen the average D1, D2 prices up around 90 cents per pound. Butcher bulls are really strong. They're up to $1.20 a pound, and that's the bologna market. Uh, the cow market is the hamburger market. Uh, looking at the Fed side, uh, you know, we're going to see some seasonal declines into the fat market into August. Uh, that's seasonal. I, I think the Alberta fat price will will move down uh, about 10 to 15 cents per pound, but the feeder cattle and the cows and the butcher bulls look very, very good heading into fall. 
So the uh, cow-calf market looks fairly good, you're saying? Well, it it does. Uh, again, we have to give Mother Nature some credit here because of the excellent pasture conditions. If if we would have had a drought situation, it would be quite a different story. Uh, but with uh, good-looking feed uh, right now, uh, that's going to support the market at least into that September market. Errol Anderson is the president of Pro Market Communications of Calgary. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney on The Source, 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update brought to you by the Canola School. Get canola agronomic information when you need it on your smartphone, tablet, or laptop. Our library of timely agronomic information is free and available at canolaschool.com. Sean Haney here with realagriculture.com and Real Ag Radio. I'm joined right now by Crystal Mackay. She's the founder of Loft 32 based out of Guelph, Ontario. Hey, Crystal, how are you? Great, Sean. Good morning. Good to chat with you. Okay, Food Day in Canada is coming up August 1st. Uh, who doesn't love food? What are some of the things that uh, we're trying to accomplish with Food Day Canada? Well, Food Day Canada was actually started back in 2003 during BSC as a show of support for ranchers and farmers to say, you know what, let's support Canadian ranchers and farmers and buy Canadian beef. That was the heart of it. And then uh, fast forward 17 years to 2020, here we are, and now it's to put Canadian food ingredients, foods, and all the great people that make it happen on the agenda of the rest of the country who usually takes it for granted. And so what, what are some of the activities that are going to be going on to celebrate Food Day Canada? Well, the, the really, you know, in 2020, it's, uh, it's an interesting year to try to celebrate anything. Uh, the really interesting part about Food Day Canada is it's always been virtual. So there's, uh, it's, not, it's not sponsored by anybody. It's absolutely a grassroots movement saying if you love Canadian food and you want to celebrate the great people that make it happen from farmers through to chefs, then you can be part of it. So a lot of home cooks, barbecues, uh, share your pictures and your recipes online, a hashtag Food Day Canada, and uh, it's, it's very cool that way. The other big piece that's happening is, uh, so from home kitchens uh, to quite the opposite, is major icons across the country are being lit red and white. So, for example, Niagara Falls, CN Tower, Government House in Newfoundland, all the way up to uh, 737 being lit red and white up in the Yukon uh, with a feast of um, Yukon-grown food in front of it. So, like, literally lit up red and white. Yeah, lit up red and white. So uh, when people take a look at some of these big icons across the country, uh, the Saskatel Center, for example, will be lit up red and white to say this is a tribute to our great food and uh, the people that make it happen. That's pretty cool. And, and so, like you said, it goes back to kind of the, like the BSC time. What organization has kind of held this together? Because a lot of times in crisis, we have these days or movements that start, mm-hmm. and then when the crisis ends, it sort of just sort of fades away in, into the past. What's kind of held this together? Oh. So, really, the the founder of Food Day Canada, her name is Anita Stewart. Uh, She's a chef and uh, self-described culinary activist. She was putting Canadian ingredients on the menu before anybody else thought that was cool. Uh, So she's really been the champion of it as an individual who just really believes in this effort. That she's been the glue that's held it together. And then uh, over the last 
uh, several years. It's evolved to many, many chefs have been involved. And then in the last few years, I mean, I've always been involved in my work uh, through groups like Farm and Food Care and Center for Food Integrity, you know, helping from an organizational standpoint to promote it. And then the last few years, I've just volunteered as an individual who believes in the cause. It's, it's very much grassroots. The more people that can get on board, the better. And, and are we trying to get consumer, like, you know, we, we always have this kind of tug-of-war tussle between agriculture or agri-food and, and the consumer. The, the love of food is something that I think everybody can get, all Canadians can get on board with. We can find some common ground here. Absolutely. Yeah, right on our plates. So um, the interesting thing is why I got really personally involved to volunteer the last few years is because chefs have really been heralding this. So these chefs were putting together these exquisite menus with all Canadian ingredients, and farmers, pardon the pun, weren't at the table. So I, you know, my I agree. You know, we're always on the agriculture side. We're always like, hey, we should try to talk to consumers. Here's all our beautiful foods that you grow are on the tables of these restaurants across the country, and with a you know a big Canadian flag on it. And farmers and the, the ag sector weren't weren't there. So the last few years, I've been working really hard to try to get more ag partners to come to the table. You basically think of it like a potluck. What did you grow and what are you bringing to Food Day Canada? Take some pictures, use the hashtag Food Day Canada, and you'll absolutely reach more than your typical ag tribe. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton, and Watrous, New Holland. Working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina. Specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather, partly cloudy sky. Risk of a thunderstorm this afternoon and after midnight. Wind south 30. The high today, 31 degrees. The low, 16. Tomorrow, mainly sunny. Wind northwest, 20. The high, 33. The low, 16. Friday, sunny. The high, 28. The low, 13. Saturday, sunny. The high, 27. The low, 12. Sunday, sunny. The high, 27. The low, 13. Monday, sunny. The high, 29. The low, 15. Tuesday, partly cloudy. The high, 28 degrees. Normal high is 26. The normal low is 11. The sun rose at 5.22 this morning. It sets at 8.47 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot, Maple Creek at 32 degrees this hour. The cold spot up north, Jimmy Lake, 17 degrees. Estevan is 29. Saskatoon, 28. Swift Current, 29. Weyburn, 30. Yorkton is 28. In Regina, cloudy and 26. That's 79 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the south, southeast to 26. Humidity is 62%. The barometer falling 101.3. Sunny and Moose Jaw, 27. Winds are from the east, southeast at 17. Once again, Regina, cloudy and 26. That's 79 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com And Sask Municipal Hail Insurance. Online or connect with an agent. Storms are unpredictable. SMHI isn't. SMHI.ca
Crops in west-central Saskatchewan are expected to be above average for many producers. The crop extension specialist in Kindersley, John Ippolito, says harvest is still several weeks away. Cereals and um, cereals and canola and flax, uh, the, the oil seeds as well, um, are actually all looking quite good. Um, they've uh, kind of had a, a good summer. We've had, uh, you know, kind of adequate rainfall, and it's been timely in most cases. Um, the pulses, peas and lentils in the Kindersley area, the majority of them actually look quite good. Um, but there is um, individual fields kind of scattered throughout that um, um, in some cases have very severe root rot. And so it, it varies a little bit from, you know, very severe root rots to um um, too healthy uh, on the uh, pulses, lentils in particular. So, uh, so it hasn't been, I guess, totally a good news story for them. What would be your thoughts or speculation on production? I think most of the growers I talk to now are actually uh, they're kind of speculating that it uh, will probably be above average for our region. Um, but uh, you know, that's as far as anybody's kind of you know speculated is that uh, uh, that by and large they seem to be pretty happy with what they're seeing. Any crops turning color in west central Saskatchewan yet? Uh, We're starting to see a little color um, on the odd barley field. I can't say we've seen that on any of the pulses. Uh, uh, We have canola that has uh, stopped flowering so um, it it's starting to fill pods and, and that sort of thing. But uh, but that's as, kind of as far as it's advanced kind of at this point. When do you expect the first combines to be in the field? Oh, I, I think we're probably weeks away yet. Um, I don't know if three or four is a fair estimate, but I think it could be that long. Um, like I say, you know, barley might be ready a little quicker. Uh, lentils um, normally are one of the crops we get to harvest first, lentils and peas, but uh, um, they're all still pretty green. So uh, I think we're, like I say, three, four weeks away. Has West Central Saskatchewan had its share of hail? There's been a lot of hail, it seems, in Saskatchewan. Um there's been very isolated little storms. Um, sounds like there was a little storm, you know, northwest of here on this past weekend, but uh, uh, but it sounds like it was very isolated. And uh, other than that, um, uh, not a lot uh, in our region. We've been pretty fortunate that we've missed that. So You mentioned crop diseases like root rot. What about uh, insects? Any issues there? You know, it, Insects, no, we really haven't had much of an insect outbreak at all. Um, there's the odd, you hear of the odd one that has sprayed grasshoppers and lentils. Um, I guess that's not surprising because the threshold for uh, grasshoppers and lentils is really low. It's only two, grasshop- two grasshoppers per square meter when they're flowering. So uh, they actually only eat flowers and pods. They don't uh, seem to want to eat the leaves at all. John Ippolito is the Crop Extension Specialist for the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture in Kindersley. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. 
This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Digman Industries. Look to Digman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered, tough equipment on the market. And by YAC Auctions, the first name you should think of in the auction business. Call 782-5999. The latest Sask Weed Outlook says Canadian wheat exports continue at a rapid pace. Prepared by Mercantile Consulting Venture, the wheat outlook says North American spring wheat crops continue to look decent, but spring wheat in East Russia and Kazakhstan looks increasingly problematic, with continued heat stress the biggest problem. Temperatures should be moderating going forward. The USDA cut its wheat production forecast for Kazakhstan by 700,000 tonnes and export estimates by 900,000 tonnes. Kazakhstan exports would still be higher than last year. Weekly Canadian exports were again very good at 565,000 tonnes for a year-to-date total of 17.3 million tonnes. That's now just 1% behind last year's shipments. The outlook expects Canada will reach 18.4 million tonnes of wheat exports this crop year, with ending stocks of 5.2 million tonnes compared to 5 million last year. But the analysis says it's too bad all these sales were made late in the year when prices were moving downward. In the United States, 74% of the winter wheat crop was harvested by July 19th, 8% ahead of last year, but slightly behind the five-year average. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall is Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. And brought to you by Nelson GM, Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. Grain prices were mixed in early trading today. Viterra's prices for canola gained $1.50 at four forty-five sixty-eight. Yellow peas fell $5.88 at $2.39.01. Number one red spring wheat rose $1.27 at $219.41. The rest were unchanged. Durham 266.39. Feed barley 195.70. Flax 532.85. Lentils 582.50. Oats 183.16. Feed wheat 172.88. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, September spring wheat is up 4 cents at 510 a bushel. It's the Livestock Reports on the Source 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. And brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. Now the latest livestock quotations. Good afternoon. This is the Yorkton Hartman Livestock Mark Report for Wednesday, July the 29th. A respectable run here for this time of the year. 400 cows and bulls, 230 feeders, 10 cow cap pairs, a uh, total of 650 head for the day. In the cow and bull numbers, we had around 110 bulls. I don't think I've ever seen that many bulls ever since I've been here. These bulls are top-notch bulls. They're worn-out bulls, lumps and bumps, worn-out, everything. Anyways, uh, cows and bulls selling two to three higher today. They're selling to a very strong demand. D1, D2 cows, 85 to 93. Sales to 97, 98. D3 cows, 75 to 85. Cows are averaging 89 and a quarter. Some big strong cows from the McCall Ranch at Abernethy. 1,670 pound cows at a dollar. Good job, Les. 
good bull, good bulls. 113 to 123, sales to 124, 125. The bulls are averaging 116. We haven't sold any feeders here this morning when I aired my report, but at our last sale we had 620 pound steers at 227, 710 pound steers at 214.75, and 825 pound steers at $2. So I'm looking for a good feeder market here after lunch. We will be selling every Wednesday from now till Christmas. Next week, August the 5th sale, 320 yearlings from one producer booked for, for next week. Should be a good one. That's it for this week at Heartland Yorkton. I guess uh, Monday is a holiday for us, Heritage Day. So enjoy the long weekend, everyone, and stay safe. I'm Harvey Exner. Have a good day. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 7,800 hogs Tuesday, selling in a range of 128 to 156 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,000 head, selling a range of 129 to 156 per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is mixed, and forward contract prices opened lower this morning. On Tuesday, the Canadian dollar is up three basis points, with the daily exchange rate at 1.3373. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 74.86 cents US. Daily US cash reference markets are mixed midweek, with Western Corn Belt 91 cents lower. Iowa sold the Minnesota formula up by $1.83, and the national $1.9300 weight higher. Only the Western Corn Belt has seen any remarkable moves, with the daily price now over 50% higher than the lows put in at the end of June, and posting a price over $40 US 100 weight for the last couple days, which is the first time the Western Corn Belt has been over $40 since the second week in April. Daily values in the national region are residing in the mid $50 for now, and about 10% higher than the lows seen in June. Firming bids could be the result of a hog supply returning more to normal, but there is no consensus on that idea just yet. Coming up, the Resource Report. I'm here. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report brought to you by the Foam Lake Combine Lotto. Win 225000 in cash or three hundred grand in combine cash. Ticket info at combinelotto.com. The Canadian Federation of Independent Businesses, Canada, could lose an additional 158,000 small businesses to COVID-19. CFIB's mid-range estimate for business closures due to COVID-19 is 14% or 158,000. Depending on the economic recovery, losses could be as low as 55,000 or 5% and as high as 218,000, that's 19%. In Saskatchewan, over 6,200 businesses are at risk for closure due to COVID-19. That's 16%. Depending on recovery, losses could be as few as 1,665 or 4% or as many as 8,500 businesses or 21%. The CFIB says most of the provincial economy has reopened, but many are still struggling to survive. 75% of businesses are now fully open in Saskatchewan, but just one in three are seeing usual revenues for this time of year. Most at risk are gyms, venues, restaurants, and hotels. Businesses in Alberta face the highest risk of closing, followed by businesses in Saskatchewan, Ontario, and Newfoundland. The CFIB says it's critical for Ottawa to continue to adjust important support programs to ensure businesses can get the help they need before being forced to close.
Canada's main stock index rebounded in late early morning trading with shares of Shopify Inc. surging to a record high after the e-commerce company reported strong quarterly results. The TSX composite index was up 91 points at 16,212. In New York, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was up 78 points at 26,457. The Canadian dollar traded at 74.91 cents U.S. compared with 74.78 yesterday. The September crude oil contract was up 33 cents at $41.37 per barrel. That's the resource report. Stay tuned for the closing grain prices at 1.45 this afternoon and an Agri-News report at 3.45 p.m. Tomorrow morning, there's another Agri-News report at 6.45 a.m. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon. And um. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM.